Michael Tumlin Designs. This is Creatively Brief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 3 of Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm your host, Michael Tumlin, and I'm happy to welcome photographer and my sister, Savannah Tumlin, to today's show. Welcome, Savannah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. This is fun. This is, it's a weird dynamic because you're my sister. I know, Um, right? It it puts more pressure on me, I feel like. I don't know. I want to do it right. No, no, Um, no. um, Okay, so I obviously know plenty enough about you. Yes. But for those who don't know, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Okay, so I am a photographer. I am 26 years old. I started um, getting into photography when I was 13 is when I got my first camera, but I didn't really want to make a career of it. It wasn't until probably, I guess it was like four and a half, five years ago that I kind of said I really want to make this potentially my career. So that's whenever I kind of really started, you know, working towards, you know, senior pictures and all that kind of good stuff. But I I do a little bit of landscape and uh, portrait work. Yeah, that's cool. So first question I have in in response to that, what is your dream job? What would be like if you could take what you're doing right now and get it to like the end goal that you would be happy to do that for the rest of your life? What would it be? Okay, that's interesting because I consider this already my dream job because it's like I feel very like I don't feel when I'm working that I'm working kind of a thing half the time I'm having to remind myself that okay you are working right now when I feel like I'm just playing with my camera you know playing with edits and stuff like that on my computer um but a dream job it would probably be I would love to have an RV so and like have that be like my house so I think for me what I would love and what would be a dream job is to get to travel around and you know make all of my money completely off of photography alone um and to be able to travel while doing that I think that would be by far my dream job yeah that would be that would be cool Mm -hmm. I would love to van it up I don't know if I could do it forever I don't know if I could do it forever either. I think it would be fun for a period of time. Yeah. But I might get a little bit cramped. But it would be fun for a chunk. I always think about, um, um, what's that movie? Uh, Uh, RV. RV. Yeah. I always think about RV and I can't imagine living like that. That sounds awful. But that's different because I have a whole bunch of kids too. So if it's just me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know. That's true. That's fair. (laughs) So, okay, then what do you think has helped you get to this point in your career? I guess... When I'm asking that, well, I'll let you answer however you think. What do you think has gotten you to where you are? What I think has gotten me this to this point in my career. um, That's a good question. I would say that for me, it was a lot of like, I, I didn't want the typical nine to five job. I remember growing up and I would say to mom, I'd be like, you know, I just, I don't want to go get, you know, a job kind of a thing. And she's right. like, well, you're going to have to get a job at some point, which I knew obviously, you know, to be a person, you have a to have a job, adult, a functioning right? adult, you have to, you know, have a job. <laughs> However, I really didn't want that. And so for me, I think what it was is I wanted to find something that didn't feel like work. Kind of like what I said before, I didn't want it to feel like, oh, I've got to wake up and dread what I'm doing this morning. But instead, I get up and I look forward to what I'm doing. So for me, that's what's kind of gotten me to this point is just the determination to to not have to go get the the nine to five or even not nine to five, but just a generic job. I wanted to be able to do what I love and to really enjoy my work. Right, right. And so then 
what do you think was the driving force in you starting the business? You said you didn't want the nine to five, mm-hmm. but was it, was it that, or was there something about photography specifically that kind of drew you to it? Well, okay. So it's funny you should ask that because way back, I, like I said, I started doing photography when I was like 13. I loved it, but I never wanted to share my photographs. I never wanted to sell them. I never wanted, it's like I wanted to keep them for myself. So I actually was going to school to be a teacher because to me, that's what I thought that I wanted to do. But it wasn't until I took a class, um, a photography class, and they had us do portrait work. One of the assignments, like our homework was to do portrait work. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to hate this. I, I don't want to work with people. That's right. not what I want to do. Anyways, and in that one, and I only spent probably an hour with this one girl and I fell in love with it in that moment. I'm like, wow, I didn't know this could be so much fun. And before I knew it, you know, someone else came to me and they're like, hey, would you do my senior pictures? And I'm like, sure, why not? And then I just, I realized how much I loved doing that aspect of it. So yeah, I just kind of fell in love with that. And so then from that point on, I knew, okay, now I want this to be a career. I want this to be, you know, my job. So then that was kind of the driving force to turn it into a business was that I realized how much I loved it. That Yeah. That, and that's, that's a good way to go into any career, whether it's creative or not. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to, if you don't have the passion for it, it really doesn't matter how much schooling you get or anything like that. You got to, you got to love what it is you're doing. For sure. Yeah. So then let's get into nitty gritty, a little bit more nitty gritty. Okay. I guess it's not really, we're not talking like, you know, camera settings or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, uh, what, in your opinion, what do you think is most misunderstood about photography? Oh, okay. I think what's most misunderstood about photography is that people don't think photography is an art form. And that, that I've had people, you know, when I'm at art shows and stuff like that, they'll just kind of come up to me and be like, oh, well, what do you do? Just click the button. And it's like, well, there's a whole lot more that goes into yeah. it than just clicking. I mean, you know, there's the understanding how the camera works and the settings and, you know, the different lenses that you use and all that different stuff and, and the creative mindset that goes into how you're going to compose the image and all that. So, I mean, there's a whole lot more that goes into it than just clicking, you know, the shutter right. kind of a thing. But um, so to me, that's probably what's most misunderstood. So people, they, I think they're losing the understanding that to be a photographer is still being an artist and it is right. being creative. Yeah. And I think that also goes to, um, to like design a lot, mm-hmm. to graphic design. A lot of people, there's a big debate over whether or not graphic design is like, I mean, I guess it's all considered art, but like whether it's fine art yeah. or, you know, some people say, well, it's just commercial art mm-hmm. and that to them means that it's not, it's not worth the same as like fine art or paintings or something like that and I think it's not quite as bad for sure as people look at photography um, but it's the same kind of mentality that they think you know photoshop you click a button and everything just appears yeah and like there's a lot of fundamentals and there's Mm -hmm. things that go into it that I don't think people understand Um, and I think also seeing you know how you work on Mm -hmm. stuff and all that there's a lot it's not sure there's um you know, clicking a button that is involved, well, yeah. but <laughs> at the same time, I mean, I see you like, like slaving away all the time. You're always doing something with yeah. it to kind of get it where it needs to be. So and there's definitely a lot more that goes into it. For sure. Well, um, and just like the graphic design, like you're saying, it's like people just assume it's the click of a button and it's like, and I think what gets people big time is the, like, because what we use is like technology we're using right. as opposed to, you know, pen and paper or you know paint and canvas it's the medium that throws them and they think that it's not as you know legit 
because it's done that way. And it's like, well, just because my hands aren't covered in paint or charcoal or whatever it is, I'm still doing an art form. And just like you're still doing an art form. It's just we use technology to do our art form, you know? Right. And I mean, at one point, paint was new. Yeah. A long time ago. But But at one point, that was new. And that was technology. So it's just, but I mean, also everything that's new, everybody, there's going to be people that are going to hate on it. Yeah. Part of it is just kind of giving it that time. But Mm -hmm. I I agree with you 100%. So what do you think keeps you interested in being a photographer? Is there like a specific part of the process that is your favorite? There's a lot of steps to it. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the, the, you know, actually taking the pictures, if it's getting to come home and edit them, or, or maybe it's none of that. Maybe it's, I don't know. What do you think it is? I mean, I like both aspects. I like taking the pictures for sure. But I also, which I never thought that I would, I love the editing process um, because I'm not one to sit behind my computer. I'm, I can't stand all that I stuff. I can attest to that. Right? <laughs> so I was completely shocked when I started editing pictures how much I enjoyed the editing process. But I think for me, what gets me going the most about pictures is getting... I like coming up with an idea and then being able to like implement the idea. Like I like whenever in my head I can come up with a really creative, like I'm like, oh, this would be a really good picture kind of a thing. And then to find someone who's willing to let me with their senior pictures or whatever pictures I'm doing, allow me to kind of put my own creative spin on it and do my own thing. That to me is what I probably love the most because to me that's part of taking photography and, you know, making it an art form. To me, I like to create a piece of artwork out of an image as opposed to just like oh here I took a picture of you it's like to me I want it to be this creative and like I said a work of art kind of thing well I think one thing too that stands out in your work compared to a lot of other people's is that you have a good way of capturing someone's personality um thanks of course yeah um I I look at you know and we talk about it a lot just Mm -hmm. amongst ourselves but about the the standard photographers that you know there's certain senior picture poses you do and Mm -hmm. everybody kind of does them and it's kind of boring but if you want I mean if that's what you're looking for and you You just want it's just gonna document what your face looked like when you were 18 years Mm -hmm. old then great yep um but I yeah I mean all the pictures that you take I feel like you always have a good way of like even like people I don't know you Mm -hmm. know I see people and it's like I, I have no idea who that person is but I feel like I get an idea of what that person would be like just based on the pictures well and that's what I try to do like I try to kind of talk to him a little bit beforehand and and get to know them as a person and like I'll talk to them before I even like do the photo shoot like when I'm planning it and stuff and you know ask them you know is there something important to you that you want to bring into the pictures kind of a thing and stuff like that and so that kind of helps me get a feel for the person because like I said I I don't want it to just be a photo anybody can take you know just a photo I want it to be artwork I want it to be something that you know there's a memory involved and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah you do a good job capturing that for sure thanks so then another question that Mm -hmm. i think i i shouldn't say it's it's debated it's not really debated but i want to get your perspective on it do you think it's the gear or the photographer that makes good pictures okay and and i guess because that's not really debated i think there's a pretty clear answer on that but do you think it's possible like this will be like follow-up part Mm -hmm. two of that question do you think it's possible to start a business and get really high quality pictures with an entry level camera. Okay. So two things I I think the bulk of it would be the the photographer themselves, the person taking the picture because that to me that's where you get the creativity, that's where you get, you know, the composition of the images and stuff like that. However, I do believe that you know nicer camera nicer gear makes a big difference so a good example I started with um 
well, I started with the Nikon D40, but I've been doing the bulk of my career with uh, the D7000 is what I've been using, the Nikon D7000. Um, and I love that camera. And I recently had to upgrade the camera because I accidentally damaged my camera. Um, so I had to upgrade my camera, which wasn't a bad thing because I was looking to get a new camera. So it was a good thing. Anyways, and so I got the Nikon D750. And then I just recently got a new camera lens, a 35 millimeter camera lens. And I can see a huge difference from my old pictures with the 7000 to the now the 750. And especially with the new lens, I can see a tremendous difference in quality, color, all that stuff. However, I also believe that I could give my gear to somebody on the side of the street and they could take it. And will they get technically, will they get, you know, a crisp in focus, good colors, good quality. I mean, yeah, they will, but will the creativity be there? That's hit or miss. I think that I think that it's a, a good balance of both. I think that you have to have a little bit of both because now having the, you know, a little bit nicer equipment, I can see that that has already jumped me where I feel like I'm, you know, next level professional kind of a thing. Um, however, you do need to, so I think it's both. I definitely think it's both, but I would say it's a little bit more that you have to be creative because you can do creative stuff with, you know, an iPhone or any kind of camera, point and shoot camera, if that's all you have, but it's the creativity that I think you definitely need that can't be taught. Right. And I think also to that point, if you only have intro, like entry level gear, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you start taking pictures and you've got that creative sense and, you know, you decide, okay, I want to start a business. I want to make this like full time and you start going, I think the rest of it's going to follow because you you start getting one or two people. Maybe they don't have a big budget, so they can't afford someone who's got the $8,000 cameras and all that, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's kind of how you start to build up. So I think if you don't have, if you don't have the most expensive gear, it's not like that shouldn't hold you back from no, doing it for sure. No, and absolutely not because that's how I got started. Right. I just started, you know, with the D40 that at the time was a very nice camera. But I mean, that's in today's era would be basically a point and shoot camera kind of a thing. And but I started with that and, and you know, I was able to see that, OK, one, I loved doing photography, but then two, that, I you know, I was kind of good at it sort of a thing. So then from there, it just kind of, oh, OK, well, you know, maybe as a gift here for a birthday or this or that or, oh, let me save up my money and get, you know, the next camera lens or whatever. So it evolves. So, yeah, right. you definitely don't have to start with like a butt kicking camera. By all means, no. I mean, start with whatever you've got, you know, your iPhone or whatever and just, yeah see what happens play with it well i also think it's interesting um i guess it's like an interesting dynamic i don't know i'm into videography right Mm -hmm. so i have camera gear and all that but what we like are looking for are two completely different Mm -hmm. things so like my kind of camera is completely different than the type of camera you would get and also like i said like you're not well, you said it. You're not one to like get super deep into technology. No. I am though. So like when yeah, you talk you about getting a new camera, I start looking up all the new cameras. I don't even like Nikon. Mm-hmm. Um, I shoot Canon only. Mm-hmm. I also shoot RAW. Yep. Because I believe in it a whole <laughs> bunch. And uh, but but so like I but I'll still I'll dive in, go go deep into figuring mm-hmm. all the specs and all that. But like you said, you know, you got the 35 millimeter lens and you noticed a big difference. And and that's something else we've talked about a lot. I have you know, a couple lenses that would be somewhat the same as yours, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get into the 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 difference of having like the Nikon lens versus, you know, a third party lens yes. and having, you know, the full frame and, and the nicer sensor on mm-hmm. a bigger camera. And so like while like technically and on the spec sheet, our stuff looks like it should be about the same, mm-hmm. they're incredibly different. So yeah. you'll see like the image quality 
Um, it's just not quite the same on my stuff as it is on yours. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said as well for understanding that when you're paying a higher price and it doesn't exactly look like on the spec sheet, like, you know, this doesn't look like that much of an upgrade. Um, I remember the one time you went down to the local photography shop mm-hmm. and they had a used body that you tried out mm-hmm. for what would have been an upgrade at the time from your yes. D7000. And I remember you saying that it looked like incredible, but when we looked at the specs, it looked like it was pretty much the same as yes. your camera, which mm-hmm. again, it goes back like the the sensor on a camera has a lot to do with it and there's not really a way to like quantify it yeah you know so you can't really put on a spec sheet oh it's this sensor um but so i I think it's important as well to understand that it's worth going down to try things out oh yeah see what it looks like and and be able to kind of have a frame of reference to see the difference in quality for sure no i definitely think that you should see it if you can if you have the opportunity to see it you know and play with the camera or the camera lens or whatever in person because yeah you can see and you can get a feel for it a whole lot more than you can by looking at you know the specs online right so if you had one piece of advice to someone that was wanting to start out in photography say someone that would have been I guess not 13 year old you that's when you first got your camera but whatever age you decided like I want to start doing photography what advice would you give someone that's starting their own photography business the first thing that came to mind is is not to give up because it depends so it's not to give up because for me there's been a lot of times that I've wanted to just give up and say okay I'm gonna go get you know the nine to five job I'm gonna go do something else because you think that you know being an artist you're just gonna go be an artist kind of a thing you're gonna you know be a photographer and and do that but there's so much that goes into the after part like I mean like I didn't know how much marketing was involved and how much you know I would have to kind of be my own like spokesperson and I would have to get the jobs I didn't think about any of that I just remember thinking oh I like taking pictures I like taking pictures of people let me do this as a career kind of a thing and then the more I got into it the more I realized okay wow there's an actual business that has to be you know there's business things to file and there's you know there's a whole nother element to it that I didn't expect which was fine because I got a handle on it and I did that part of it but so for me I would say it's not to give up because you can very easily get discouraged and and stuff like that so yeah not not to give up I think that's also like most artists as yes. well I mean yeah. like because I, I know like any of my peers mm-hmm. in, in graphic design you know a lot of the conversations and and things that kind of come up with that is that you know we have no idea how to market ourselves yeah. you know it's the same exact thing we're we didn't go to school for business. We didn't go to school for no. advertising. We went to school for graphic design. Exactly. So the rest of it, you kind of have to teach yourself. That. Yes. Um, and so I think, yeah, yeah, that, that's good advice. And it's also worth mentioning that that goes across like across all the board. creative oh, yeah. spectrums for sure. I mean, like I watch different like, you know, artists like YouTube artists or different, you know, things like that, like that keeping up with people, whatever. And um, a lot of them say the exact same thing that it's just you, you can't expect to just do what you love every day. I mean, there's, it's kind of like, I've heard people say, how is it like you spend like 30% doing what you love, which is the artwork. And then, you know, the other chunk of time you're having to sit there and do the kind of not so fun stuff to keep it going kind of a thing. But if you really love what you're doing, it makes it worth it. Right. Right. And I think to that end, you know, doing what you don't necessarily want to be doing to get there. I think it's also like, like that can seem overwhelming. 
Yes. Um, there's, I know for me at least, there's a lot of times, you know, I, it's time to post on Instagram and that's kind of like my portfolio and how I get a lot of my clients mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, you know, you kind of got to keep going on that. Yes. And sometimes, you know, I've been doing freelance work or any, whatever it may be that's kind of taken my time and mm-hmm. it's hard to sit down and say, okay, now I got to go do this because it's already been a long day. But I think it's important. It's important to think about it as one thing at a time. So yes. like, plan it out. I'm a big proponent of planning it out. Yes, um, you are. You, you know, I just mm-hmm. in this, just, I guess it's 2020. It wasn't an intentional new year's resolution, but I guess it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I've started planning out my days as far as like, okay, here's the tasks I need to get done. And in my calendar app, I'll go through and place in like, like, you know, in the morning, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have my coffee and my kind of relax, wake mm-hmm. up time. It's about an hour and a half every morning. And then from there I get into starting to do my work. And so instead of just having like time blocked out roughly, I put in like, Last night, for example, mm-hmm. I put in for the entire week. I said, okay, you know, this week, these are all the tasks that need to get done. I estimate how long it's going to take and I plug it in to say like, this is when I'm doing this so that yes. there's no question about what mm-hmm. it is that I need to get done. And I think that having that and then kind of looking at it as, okay, well, you know, if you want to look at everything you have to get done this week, you're going to get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, well, tomorrow, all I need to get done is this, this, and yes. this. And each one of those is going to take an hour and a half. You know, if you look at mm-hmm. it like that, so just one hour... I guess an hour and a half at a time, just take it in those chunks and just start knocking stuff out. Mm -hmm. I think it makes it a lot easier for sure. Yeah. Well, because in your, I mean, being a creative of any type or an artist or anything like that, you're your own boss. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's easier to like, so many times I say, I wish I just had somebody who could tell me, Savannah, you know, you need to accomplish this today or you need to accomplish this this week kind of a thing. But I'm the one who has to come up with all the different, just like you would or any other creative. You have to make your own goals, set your own, you know, time and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think planning is a humongous part of it too, because it helps keep you streamlined and it helps you not get overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's, it's good to have that to balance it out. It's also nice because it gives you a record of what all you've accomplished. Exactly. You said, like, you said that you, um, you know, sometimes you're working and you don't really think of it as work, mm-hmm. which is like good and bad. So like on yeah. the one hand, you know, that's nice that your job doesn't feel like exactly uh, yeah. working. On the other hand, I know a lot of times you talk about how you're not being productive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but look at everything, everything you just yeah. did. You just spent like, you know, you'll work till six, seven, eight o'clock at night and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel like I didn't get anything done today. And it just blows my mind. I don't I, understand. Yeah. So having like something that's kind of like keeping record of it, I think will also give you a good thing to like reference back to. You can look back and say, no, well, look at time. everything I got done today. Yeah. Cause I, I actually still will do that if I feel like I haven't done anything for the day or stuff. I'll then look back at my, cause I use the um, calendar app too. And I'll look back on that and say, oh, well, no, look what you did. You know, maybe at the time it felt like I was just playing, you know, with my camera or playing on my computer or whatever the deal was. But in all reality, I was getting work done. So right. yeah, that yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the business side of photography. Are you a designer, videographer, or creative of any type? Then you need to be on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with video courses created by professionals in their respective fields, giving you insight into how to take your skill to the next level. Whether you're learning a new hobby or pursuing a career, Skillshare has a class for you. With classes from creatives like Aaron Draplin and Roxanne Gay, there's no limit to how much you can learn from Skillshare. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Sign up today with the link in the podcast notes to get two months for free and take your creativity to the next level.
Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for listening to Creatively Brief. So I'm going to continue my conversation right now, and I have a question for you. Yes. So I, I was watching a video the other day, mm-hmm. and it was about different types of cameras. So you know there's the whole thing right now about DSLR versus mirrorless. Yes. And I know that you know that I really want a mirrorless camera. Yes. But I know that you're more hesitant. So I saw this video. I, okay. I, I should give the rest of the background. Okay, I'm going to get okay. off topic. So I saw this video and I was watching it. And it's talking about the differences, you know, the standard stuff, all mm-hmm. that, you know. And and it said that your iPhone or any smartphone is a mirrorless camera. I never thought about that. But like, duh, because yeah. there's not a shutter spinning in your Very phone, true. right? So that being said... What is your opinion on mirrorless versus DSLR cameras? Well, I have not I have not played with a mirrorless camera. So I I have not taken any of my own pictures and, and you know goofed around with a mirrorless camera to know what I would like better. I mean, I, I've heard gobs of people rave about, you know, the mirrorless cameras and apparently from what I what little I've seen, you know, the colors are pretty amazing. Out of a mirrorless, um, where the DSLR, there's not always, but there's a good amount of editing that goes in afterwards, you know, bring out the colors back to what they were in real life kind of a thing. But, and this is probably me just being, I guess, stubborn or whatever, because I've always done DSLR, I'm kind of used to it. So it's like, for me, at least right now, I would stick with DSLR. Yeah. Um, However, I know that there is this big movement to go mirrorless kind of thing, but I haven't played with it enough to have like a solid opinion about it, I guess, except for the fact that I use DSLR. So for now, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm the same way. Whenever I first started like learning design stuff, I I learned on Photoshop Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, people started talking to me. Hey, have you used Illustrator? Mm -hmm. You should use Illustrator. I don't want to use Illustrator. Right? I like Photoshop. You get comfortable with it. Now I look at it and I'm like, I don't know why I ever used Photoshop. Yeah. It's not even that good. Um, no, it's great. I love Photoshop. <laughs> it just, it's annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You try to do something and I'm like, I don't understand why you won't do right? what I want. Um, but I think the big thing, you mentioned colors. Colors are good mm-hmm. on mirrorless cameras. I think the big thing, at least for me, um, well, they're great for video. They're really, really okay. great for video. So I'm biased towards that. But also the sharpness of images. I see some mm-hmm. of these pictures that come out of them and, and it like I, I just assume it's gonna be some, you know, huge camera with one of those, you know, white forty foot long oh, yeah, yeah. lenses yeah. and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the whole get up and 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 people will be like, Oh, I just took it on, you know, a thirty five millimeter on a mirrorless. And I'm like, That's it? It like that's such a small amount of gear, yeah. but it looks really, really sharp. So I think that is really good on them. I don't really know necessarily what makes it I, I don't know all the ins and outs yeah. of cameras. Plot to a somographic designer, yeah. not a photographer, but um, but I think that's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I well, think you should definitely play with one one day. I, I, and you I never need know. to, I definitely need to. Cause I've had a lot of people at like my art shows and stuff come up yeah. to me and they're like, Oh, this is what my mirrorless camera does. And mind you, they look really good, well, you but also I should have to switch all your lenses. Yeah, you would, which is a big with deal. With Canon, they have the, uh, the lens mount adapter that okay. my biggest thing is always the autofocus. But with mm-hmm. that one, since it's Canon to Canon, it's still really quick. Okay, so yeah. I don't know if Nikon has a similar thing. I would assume they do. They probably um, do. But yeah, that was always the biggest thing for me is I, I have, I don't have a lot of lenses, but I have a few and I don't well, feel like enough. buying. Yeah. I mean, because you, you, you can't get a decent lens for under three or $400. So no. if you do that times a few of them. I mean, that's a, that's, a, yeah, that's a good chunk of money, especially yeah. when you're trying to still like, you know, get everything started with the business, get like sure. fully ingrained in it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's it's a big investment. So to it's, justify. A, yeah, it's a big deal when you want to switch cameras and you realize you're gonna have to get all new lenses. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's tough. 
Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna transition here. Okay. Then um, I want to hear a little bit about the business side of, okay. of business side of your business. That's what yeah. I want to hear about. Okay. Um, so what is it like? What does a typical day look like for you? So a typical day there for me there is no typical day. I guess I should start Fair. out with that. I, I don't, being a creative, again, it's not the nine to five. So I don't necessarily always start my day, you know, at nine o'clock kind of a thing. I do try to have a, a schedule that I stick to. But for me, there's there's a constant, how can I get my name out there? How can I better, you know, improve my pictures? How can I make the pictures look better? So there's all that stuff that that goes on for me. So yeah, so I like I spend funny enough what I've been spending a lot of time on is uh, marketing materials here lately where I, you know, come up with something that I want to do like, you know, some boudoir stuff or different things, you know, I want to get in with some um, different types of photography. And so I have to come up with either a digital something I can email, you know, to people or something that I can then turn around and get printed and have, you know, may or handheld copy things that I can use. So the bulk of my day is spent behind my computer, basically doing marketing stuff. Um, but then there will be, you know, obviously photo shoot days and stuff like right. that. And there's days that then I'm out, you know, scouting, you know, for picture locations and stuff like that. So there is no typical day for me because every day is so different, which is one of the things I love about my job is because it doesn't ever get boring. So each day right. is kind of, oh, well, today I got to do this. You know, some days are, you know, at home work days and then some days are going out and about, you know, and getting to kind of explore and, and do stuff like that. So, so yeah, there's not really a typical day for me, but the bulk of what I do spend my time on is the marketing and, and that side of stuff. Yeah, I think there's definitely more moving parts in photography than design i guess um you mentioned like scouting places mm -hmm. like for graphic design there's not as much scouting or i guess if it is it's like digital scouting yeah. i don't know if i have to you know putting together mood boards things like mm -hmm. that there's a little bit of like looking around but it's definitely not as like time consuming as yeah. as having to actually physically go somewhere yeah because um, like just recently i had a photo shoot um and the it was a senior shoot and this girl um had a whole bunch which i loved it tons of ideas which for me, I love because then it causes me to have to be creative and, you know, find new places and stuff like that. But it was really challenging my creativity because I was having to, you know, find places that I've never worked with before, like a totally different type of, um, you know, background and stuff like that. But I loved it. But that took up, you know, a couple days out of my week last week was instead of being, you know, oh, I'm sitting behind my computer or whatever. I was literally driving around looking at different locations, trying to get an idea and even taking my camera out, you know, seeing as would the lighting be good, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, there are days that I'm, you know, doing that kind of stuff, which is or even weeks. Sometimes it'll be a whole week that I'm out doing different things like that or even outside of the portrait work. You know, sometimes I just I need to build up my um, images and my portfolio for, you know, the fine art shows that I go to. So I need to go out and just spend a few days getting some, you know, new pictures and stuff. So yeah, my days are just kind of anything and everything Yeah, kind of goes. So yeah. Yeah. How much uh, on that note, yeah. how much of a photo shoot is what you want to do versus what the client wants to do? Do you typically just okay. err on like, whatever it is they want, you'll just do all of that. Yeah. And if there's time, you can do your stuff and yours is secondary or like, what's the balance between that? So for me, the client always comes first. So if they, I get one of two clients, I either get somebody who says, I have no idea what I want. I like your style. 
can you help me? And I say, sure, let's go out, you know, and I'll talk to them, get a feel for what, you know, kinds of things they might be interested in, you know, all that stuff. Or I get people who come to me with a very definite, this is what I want. So the people that come to me and they, it's a definite, this is what I want. I give them what they want. First and foremost, that's what what I'm going to focus on. Because I do get, you know, some people that want the more traditional style stuff, which is not exactly my my vibe I prefer the more creative side of things but I've got no problem doing the creative or I mean the traditional side of things so I'll you know I make sure I get what they want but then if I have time I'll slip in you know a couple different or sometimes if someone's sitting in a certain way and I'll say oh you stay there freeze let me get this you know and I'll go take a picture that is more my style that's a more creative or something that maybe we didn't talk about or, or something like that and then I'll edit it and do all that. And typically people end up liking those too. But so first and foremost, it's what the client wants. But I do try to always put my style in there for sure, because that's part of why they've hired me. Right. So, but yeah, the client will always come first for me. Okay. That's interesting. I, I, It's the same in design, I guess. Client does always come first, but at the same time, there, well, I think it depends on who you are too. Some designers err on, you know, if this is what the client wants, this is what I'm going to give them. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think most people would probably default to that. But there's yeah. also a lot to be said for it. Well, and I think design is different too. So design is very, you know, especially, I guess I'm thinking of like branding specifically. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the face of whatever company you're working with, right? Where okay. photography, mm-hmm. you're doing senior pictures and stuff like that. You want it to accurately capture their that moment, their personality, their, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I mean, pictures are going to be updated and it's just understood yes. that they're going to be updated. Mm-hmm. Logos, people hope and expect them to last for a really long yeah. time. You look at the Apple logo. Um, I don't know right off the top of my head when they first switched to the Apple, mm-hmm. but it's been a long time, long time you know? Yeah. So I think in that sense, there's a certain attitude among some designers and stuff that, you know, if the client wants, you know, this... But I think that this is a better idea. Maybe I'll give them that, but I'm yeah. also going to show them this idea. And I think it goes back to being able to explain why your idea could potentially be more effective than theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's interesting that there's like a little bit less of that in photography. Also, I think there could be a case to say, you know, maybe that would be beneficial in some cases. Maybe if somebody, and, and I don't know if you've had a client like that, but maybe somebody's like, oh, well, I want this, this, and this, and they're like the most atrocious poses in the world. Oh, yeah, I, I've had people that want the very basic, the one it's like, to me, it's like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing, kind of a thing. But if they want it, it's it's their picture. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm just doing my job, kind right. of a thing. I'm not the one that's going to have to put them on, you know, graduation announcements or wedding invitations or whatever they're using the pictures for, you know, family cards. I'm not the one having to use them for that. So they have to be happy. They're the ones in the image. They need to be happy with the way they look, the way it's capturing them, all that kind of stuff. So if their style or whatever is, you know, a little bit different than mine, then I shift a little bit to get to meet their, you know, their style so that it's, you know, matches them. Because you're right in design, it's a whole, that's supposed to be something that lasts for a long period of time. And I think there are times that people maybe think they want a certain thing, but then when you show them, you know, something different, like, oh, wow, that's really cool, kind of a, but it's a different thing when there's, when you're photographing a person and they're in the image. It's like they want to, and you want to make sure that they feel that they look their best in that image. Right, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then another question I have yes. is what do you think is the most challenging part about the business side of what you do? Ooh, the most challenging part. That's kind of, that's a tough one. 
it's tough because I genuinely love, I really love everything about my job. But the most challenging part is the marketing. Like I said before, you know, I just want to be a photographer. I just want to create the artwork kind of a thing. I have to constantly be coming up with, you know, marketing tactics and this and that. And it's, that's a whole another element of it. And I'd yeah. rather be out, you know. Well, it's awkward too, because you're essentially pitching yourself. Yes. And you're like trying to show someone why you're better than the rest of the photographers. It's awkward. It's, it's uncomfortable. It I feel is. like it goes against our nature. I mean, but I guess everybody's got something in their career that they don't like. Yeah. There's always going to, you're not going to love everything. Nothing's no. perfect. Um, but yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward having to pitch yourself to people. It's awkward it getting yourself out there like that. It's an awkward thing because it's like you have to basically say, I'm really great at what I do. You should hire right. me. And it's and, like, and how well, do you bring that up? Yeah. And how do you, without sounding arrogant, without right. sounding, yeah, all that stuff. And there, to me, I don't feel like there really is a good way. You have to almost come across that way. I shouldn't say you have to. I feel like it It almost always does come across that yeah. way to some extent. Um but yeah, I can't. Well, I think I can't. there's also a difference too between arrogance and confidence, which yes. is is tough. You know, I think you a lot of other people see it maybe differently than we see it. But mm-hmm. I agree. I think there's a balance. And but I, I mean, yeah, I don't like saying anything like that direction at all because I always feel like it comes across as being arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of it is, you know, kind of that confidence. But yeah. to that end, also as an artist, people kind of expect you to be somewhat more reserved. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's always true because right as I was saying that, I thought of a few people that are not that way at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I think that's also. For me, at least, that's definitely something I I know I could work on. I know Mm -hmm. I want to work on is being able to pitch myself maybe. And I think as you do it, you know, repetition is going to make it easier. But yeah, I think it's always going to be a little bit awkward bringing that up. It always will be. It always. I don't think you'll ever get used to it. No. Kind of a thing. And I don't think it necessarily ever gets overly easy. It's one of those things that, yeah, you always have to work on and and try not to sound too too arrogant when you bring it up kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... What do you think is the greatest accomplishment of your career? What do you find? What When you look back at all the different aspects of your business, what are you most proud of? Okay. So it's funny because I've talked mostly about my portrait work, but I do landscape stuff also. Mm-hmm. And I have my stuff, um, my pictures in um, a gallery and I do art shows. To me, the thing that I'm most proud of would be I think it would it would be getting into the Winter Park Art Show. That to me, because, you know, growing up, I, I was kind of into art shows and stuff. And I would hear that, you know, oh, that's, you know, a big show and this and that, whatever. And now getting involved in it, I see what all it takes to get into one of those shows. Um, and then to get into that show was, t- and I never thought, especially this early on with me doing it, that I would ever get to that point this quickly. Um and I did. And so to me, that was a that's probably the thing I'm most proud of is because it shows that, you know, all my hard work of, you know, pushing myself and, and putting in the long hours and stuff like that has really paid off for one. But then for two, it kind of, you know, is a is a confidence booster. So, yeah. So that would be my biggest, biggest accomplishment. Yeah. The thing I'm most proud of would be that. Well, first of all, congratulations. Hey, Not like I haven't said it before, yeah. <laughs> because I was there whenever you opened yes. the email about yes. it. But um, no, that is that's a that's a big accomplishment for sure. And I think it you got to celebrate those things. And yes. even whenever they're not necessarily happening, it's important to look back and see all that stuff. So it's important to kind of have like a mental checklist of the things you've accomplished mm-hmm. that maybe you were trying to accomplish yeah, those yeah. things. Maybe you weren't. But 
But regardless, the fact that you got it done, you know, yes, whether it's it intentional happened. or not, and yeah. that it happened, you know, I think that's important to be able to look back and kind of say, well, look at this. So anytime mm-hmm. you're feeling like, you know, I feel like things haven't been going my way exactly. lately, you can go back and reference that and say, yeah, but look at this, this, and this. Which is exactly what I do. I can remind myself, okay, well, look look where you started and look where you are now kind of a thing. And, and remind yourself of the things that are, you know, things that at the time or even still are a big deal to you kind of a thing. Because yeah. that's, yeah, very important. Yeah. Well, I can tell you I've seen a huge improvement in your stuff over the last few years. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, you've I've I've just seen there be like a deeper understanding of the mm. whole thing and as you've done more and more photo shoots, I feel like they're always looking better. You mentioned the new lens you got. Yeah. Um yeah, things a flipping beast. Right. It looks awesome. The new I, lens with you, the you new camera. You took like one oh. picture and it was of like I don't even know an avocado something. in the fruit bowl or something yeah. stupid like that and I was like that looks incredible. Right? Yeah, so um no, that's awesome, but well, hey, thank you very much for sitting down and talking with me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. It's a little bit weird talking to you so professionally. I know, because, right? Um, I'm not used to that. I know. That's not how I talk I had to, to make sure I didn't laugh too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. But where can everybody find your work, Savannah? Okay. I've got an Instagram page that is Savannah lee photography but it's savannah underscore lee underscore photography um and then on my website which is savannah lee dot photography it's one of the new fancy ones so it's not dot com it's a dot photography okay Okay, you can see all my stuff there yeah 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 perfect okay well thank you again savannah for joining me today i had a great time sitting down and just kind of getting to dive into some of your work a little bit and thank you everybody for listening to episode three of creatively brief if you enjoyed the show make sure to subscribe leave a review and follow us on social media at creatively brief and i'll be back next week with another episode until then have a great week everyone i'll talk to you guys then